two. Welcome to Camberwell Uniting Church for Sunday, July the 12th, as we enter into lockdown Mark 2, or simply remain in isolation. Today, reflecting on Matthew 13, one of Jesus' most well-known and well-used parables, that of the sower. The storytelling of Jesus has always been his best-loved teaching. This parable is a well-used one, and it will have a well-worn path in most of our minds. But there are quite a few paths we can take. One older approach is to see the sower spreading the good news as a given and taking the varied response to mean that some are destined to miss out. Some will put the emphasis on our need to follow the example of the sower. We should all work to spread the seed of the good news. Others concentrate on the negatives, the birds, the weeds, the rocks, the hardened ground, and on it goes. So let's have a go at unpacking the story again and thinking about what Jesus might say to us today. A farmer went out to sow seed. Some fell on the path, some on rocky ground, some among the bushes, some on good soil. What a waste. This is reckless treatment of good seed. And it's really a bad example of what a super spreader does even if this isn't actually about a virus. The birds get some, some plants wither, some are choked by weeds. It wouldn't happen today. We don't waste like that anymore. From the point of view of our modern farmers, it's an example of poor practice. Now every single seed grows in exact rows, no paths, no rocks, and the weeds are all knocked out by some potent chemical. Sowers today expect healthy growth and fabulous fruitfulness and definitely no waste. That makes it hard for us to really hear Jesus' story. So let's apply the story to another context. An investment banker was awarded a large contract to manage a superannuation portfolio. He'd learnt through the years the wisdom of not putting all your eggs in one basket. He invested some in stable local industry, some in geared growth funds, some in overseas stocks. His view was for the long term. Some of his investments grew reasonably quickly, some not. Others might do better next year. That's the way it is, he reasoned. His competitor next door offered the same service. He drove the flashiest car in Collins Street. His investments were all geared for the biggest short-term gain. All of it was expected to produce now and produce abundantly. He had friends in high places that steered work in his direction. When the markets went down with the GFC, his stocks fell the most. Shallow roots withered in the harsh sun. His only returns were to the liquidators. Another current setting for the story might be in education. A teacher went out to teach. Some of her method and content was eagerly received and produced great results in the next testing. Some of the little dears picked up a bit, but distractions helped them forget just as easily. And some, the teacher knew from studies, 
would never amount to much. They were the bottom end of the bell curve and it was probably a result of their home life. But the teacher did all she could to cultivate their minds, varying her approach, trying to find ways to engage them all. The parable says, God does not imply an entrance exam to his followers and screen for the best potential before making an investment of grace and love. In today's thinking, the sower could be exhorted to respect the borders between the path and the field, not to cross into the stony, unproductive ground. But that's not God's way. There's examples in the different styles of national leadership too, as we see a variety of paths taken in response to COVID and the fruitfulness of those responses. In this story, Jesus seems to suggest that in the kingdom of God, there will be much what we call waste. The seed of God's word goes everywhere. It's spread indiscriminately, so much so that much of it seems excess to need. There's a pattern like this, though, all through Jesus' life. He's born, and the Magi tell Herod, who has hundreds of lives wasted. The Magi waste costly gifts on a poor mother and baby. Jesus wasted much of his time in the temple as a boy, wasted time then speaking to multitudes when only a handful would actually be ready to follow him. And then he tells stories of God's extravagant love for the undeserving, prodigals, late arriving workers, prostitutes, the sick and the lame. Then Jesus wastes his own life. He gives it for people like us. God is the divine waster when it comes to giving and sharing of his grace and love. It's a challenging example for us. In Jesus' day, farming was a much more simple affair. There was less invested in putting the crop in and many odds stacked against its success. Perhaps that's a parallel with God's kingdom and the spreading of the gospel. There are many odds stacked against its success. Many barriers to the seeds of God's good news taking root in people's lives and then bearing fruit. We can invest in the process and help it along to try to reduce the risks. But in the end, that's how life is. Some seed will find fertile soil and some will not. And some will get picked off or choked. New businesses are risky. They need capital to have any hope. Wise investors often steer clear of these, but there is the potential for incredible gain. Jesus speaks of the kingdom of God having a high-risk investment strategy. Seed funding is given with generosity, but it must also be received. The nature of the soil is critical and we know it can be improved. We can improve our receptiveness, our nutrient level, fertility with cultivation. We do that with the sowing of prayer, with the fertilizing of learning, 
with the ploughing of working through our hard issues and with rooting out the weeds of life's distractions. Thomas Merton, a 20th century monk from Kentucky, took a broad view of this work. He writes, Every moment and every event of every person's life on earth plants something in his or her soul. For just as the wind carries thousands of winged seeds, so each moment brings with it germs of spiritual vitality that come to rest imperceptibly in the minds and wills of men and women. Most of these unnumbered seeds perish. Some are lost, for such seeds as these cannot spring up anywhere except in the good soil of freedom, spontaneity and love. This invites us to see that Jesus' parable of the sower is not about some occasional moment when God or a human agent sows a seed about God. It's saying that the sort of soil that we are in each moment affects how we receive the seeds of experience that are always being sown around us and within us and that the present is always ripe with potential. The real miracle of the story, the miracle of nature and of God's kingdom, is that seed will flourish and will bear amazing amounts of fruit. This is how it is with God's ways, says Jesus. It's pay dirt for everyone. All we can say for sure is this is how it is with God. And if God is outrageously generous, we ought to have something of that characteristic too. Why? God wants the best results for everyone. And surely that is good news. Amen.